Welcome to the Disney Cruise Line blog podcast. Yes, it still exists. It's here. It's episode 56 on this episode. I wanted to share some fantastic audio that was sent to us coming out of the Destination D23 event at Walt Disney World back in November. This actually occurred on November 21st, 2021. There was a morning breakout session or session titled Onboard the Disney Wish, Creativity and Inspiration Set Sail. In this roughly 30-minute presentation, cruise director Ashley was joined by some Imagineers, a handful of people that have been hands-on involved in the Disney Wish project. So that's enough of me talking. I'm going to let you listen to the event in its entirety. Uh, If you'd like to see kind of a slideshow version with some photos overlaid on the audio, uh, check out over on the website kind of have a video together. It's not a video of the actual event, but it's this audio with uh, some visuals to go along with what they're talking about and still images. Yes, our next presenter has a closer look at all the amazing experiences we can expect aboard the Disney Wish. Please welcome our Disney Cruise Line Insider, Cruise Director Ashley Long. Set sail. I am so excited to get to be here today to help share some details on how the Disney Wish is starting to come to life. And to help us do just that, we have some of the amazing minds behind the Disney Wish with us here today. Please join me in welcoming Denise Case, Danny Hankey, Sachi Hankey, and Monica Ireland. to cover today so we're going to move pretty quickly so we can get you all to see as much as possible during this session so let's go ahead and get started right ready let's all right. do it <laughs> so let's start off in the grand hall because we know that disney cruise line has truly created the blueprint for family cruising with purposefully designed spaces what can you tell us that will be different about the grand hall and and how will entertainment play a starring role in it yeah, so I think that the great thing about our Grand Hall, which, you know, if you've cruised with us before, you know that the first place that you step into is our atrium space. Mm-hmm. Now you're stepping into the Grand Hall. So that's something that's the huge difference. Um, we're kind of going back to our, our theme park roots here. And if you think about Main Street USA, the moment that you step into Main Street, you know exactly what story you're in. You know what time period you're in. You can hear it in the music. You can see it in the placemaking. Uh, You know what characters you can expect to see and how they will be dressed. So similarly to that, you're stepping into a fairy tale castle. You know exactly that you are there. You know what stories that you are going to see come to life around you. And we have this amazing stage for the very first time on one of our ships. We are featuring a stage that will help bring these fairy tale stories to life in great detail. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, y'all. First of all, it's great to see everybody. <laughs> when we first saw the design that our WGI partners had created, and we saw a stage in the Grand Hall entertainment, we jumped up and down. We were just like, yes, a stage. It's becoming an environmental theater space for us. It's allowing us to provide entertainment, the level of entertainment we've never been able to do in our other atriums, right? It's just so fantastic. Storytelling in new ways. As Sachi said, 
you know exactly where you are. It's grand for a reason. Um, so we're just very, very excited to bring it to life. I think you all are going to be excited to see what we have in store. And you'll see lots of favorite friends there. It's going to be really terrific. Ooh. Yes, I, I can definitely vouch that all of entertainment was very excited about that when we heard that. I'm so excited. Awesome. <laughs> well, and speaking of entertainment and speaking of things that are fan favorites, we know that our guests love our dining experiences that we have on board. And you all have created some truly innovative dining experiences on board the Disney Wish. Let's start off with Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure, because this is really, this is a live entertainment venue, really. You know, it's designed in a style of theater in the round with a, a small stage in the center and, and all the dining situated around it. And of course, adding all of those theatrical bells and whistles to be able to bring this to a full 360 glory. How are you able to creatively design this space, Denise? And, and, and how will the characters that we know and we love be brought to life in it? We're very excited about Arendelle, Frozen Dining Adventure, as you all can tell. Um, because, you know, let's face it, Frozen's one of our favorite franchises, right? Who doesn't love Frozen? Do we have Frozen fans in the audience?
Um, and we shrink uh, you know, uh, Spoutling's luggage because it doesn't fit underneath the stateroom bed. We, we've all been there before. Um, and uh, you know, all this cool demonstration of technology has uh, attracted the attention of Ultron. And so we have to call in Captain America and Captain Marvel to come and help save the day. We get to stage this huge battle on the upper deck of the ship, um, which is really amazing. We've recreated the entire ship in CG uh, so we can have this really cool action across the, the, entire, um, the entire show. So super exciting. Uh, we got to work with some major talent, and our friends at Marvel Studios have helped us bring this to life. Um, so we're really excited to share this with everyone. That's such a cool partnership. That's awesome. Yeah, give that a round of applause. <laughs> Before we move on, though, I do have a very important question. Um, have you spoken to the captain about shrinking the ship? Have you spoken to him about that yet? You know, there, um, yeah, there, there's some words they have with, uh, with, with Wasp in the show about that. <laughs> Anyway, this one, but, uh, thank you so much for sharing us. That is awesome. And, you know, Monica, I want to come to you with this next one because I have already had so many guests on board and so many crew members on board as well come and talk to me about how excited they are about the Wish Tower suite. I mean, they are in awe. They sound like such a cool space on board. It's, it's sure to be one of our most unique accommodations. Can you share with everyone how the suite is designed with, with artwork and iconography and other materials that evoke that Oceana-inspired world of Moana? So it definitely is would be probably the most unique suite that's on any ship sailing the high seas. Nobody has a suite inside of a funnel the way we have created on this ship. And I can tell you, I just flew in yesterday back from the shipyard. I was standing in the funnel suite, what, Friday afternoon, with the actors, with the yard contractors to make sure that everything's going well. It's coming along beautifully. You can really start seeing the space now. So it gets everybody even more excited. But it definitely has a storytelling from the minute you get whether it's an elevator on deck 10, it's a private elevator. You go into the vestibule, you already have background music dedicated to the theme of Moana. And you go up, or you can also have access immediately from the, uh, uh, from the outside decks on deck 12. So once you arrive at the funnel suite, you have the Wish Tower suite. We always call it the funnel suite, or no, the, the working name. You obviously have this expanse of uh, viewing, two-story height space and living and dining room. And it is the story of Moana with the, all the finishes and the uh, colors of sand and the corals and the blue and with artwork. There's a beautiful artwork piece at the bottom of that spiral stair, the heart of Tahiti that's going to have entertainment related, you know, lighting and sound effects and then the chandelier and those, uh, again, seashells and everything from that theme. Um, it's, you know, more abstract, not literal, but you see seashells. You have fiber optics in the kids' bedroom with bunk beds that have the constellation and Moana characters. So just simple things through chandeliers, artwork, uh, special you know, sculptures, you really are able to tell the story of Moana in a very nice, sophisticated way with all the colors that evoke the, the sand and the sea, the spirit of the sea, which is a subset of the theme of enchantment. So it's definitely a very unique suite. Like I said, I don't think there's any ship sailing oceans that has a suite like what the Wish Tower suite is going to be. Oh, no, Beautiful. incredible, absolutely incredible. Now, did you just say that you were just in Germany? I just flew in at 4.30 yesterday afternoon. <laughs> so I'm still awake. What time is it for you right now? But now it is so four, it would be four o'clock in the afternoon. Germany time. And <laughs> yeah, my family's used to me going to bed really early the first day I come back. I go to the shipyard a week out of every month, so my body's kind of used to it. Every month. But it's, it's great to see progress. 
Yes, um, we have actually some footage that we would love to share with you from one of our stories so that you can kind of take a, be the first really to kind of see this story as we're going to bring it to life. So we have um, seven of the nine scenes that you'll be seeing. Um, and I believe we have audio to go along with the video so you can kind of get a sense of what that let's is. Let's see how many Disney Easter eggs this audience has. Yeah, they're always footage. Easter eggs, right? Yeah. have to put those in there. Star Wars that you might have seen in 
um, uh, the solo film or, or uh, Cancer Bite in episode 8. So we wanted something a little bit different feeling to complement uh, the whole uh, park experience. And uh, I brought some footage actually of our space window. So if you imagine jumping from hyperspace from location to location, you get this beautiful view to the galaxy. And it's littered with cool Easter eggs, different planets. We go to seven different locations around the galaxy. Um, and uh, and uh, every time we jump to hyperspace, we take a shot, right? You know, that's <laughs> um, But this will have, it's really fun to design a space like this because during the day, it's open to families. So have a different music and different feel to it, and then adults for at, at night is just going to have a whole different look and feel as well. So yeah, it's just really cool. These are amazing. So yeah, our partners at Island just knocked it out of the park for us, and they're the ones that just keep you know working with us, just keep kind of elevating the experience and, and just the amount of detail. Um, and you'll see some very familiar locations that you turn around and see where we are. I was going to say, where are we yes. right now, Danny? Yeah, well, right now we're in an asteroid field, but that was Gustafar, that was um, um, in the previous season. And it's fun because we're jumping to different uh, points in time, um, and so we get a little bit of everything. If you're a fan of you know, the original trilogy, you'll see some familiar locations um, like Tatooine. If you're a fan of the, the sequel series, and you know, we have uh, locations like uh, Coruscant, and some, uh, a little bit of everything for everybody, which is really neat. So we have the beautiful, you know, big screen view to the outside. We have, um, the, you know, those classic bubblers where they serve you your drinks in the corner. We have a holo, holo, hologram effect, a hollow tube um, that shows different, uh, uh, highlight different ships and turnarounds. So uh, there's a lot of cool details, some amazing collection of uh, uh, antiquities from across the galaxy. So it's going to be a very immersive space. I hope you all dress up when you come, uh, come check it out. I don't know, what do you think? Can you all dress up when you come visit us? Yeah? yeah. You, you talk about the details in there, and I think that is what's so incredible in all the spaces you all create, is everything being looked at right down to the smallest detail, and I think a lot of our guests are going to enjoy being able to look in there and explore. Cool, yeah, we're, we're, we're obsessive. We just <laughs> we don't know when to stop, right? You're like, yeah. Attention to detail, obsessive, potato, potato. But I think it was really fun actually to, to watch Danny in these reviews with ILM because we'd be he'd be looking at sort of these uh, you know the, the iterations as they go along as, as they kind of coming together. And you were watching Mandalorian at the time, right? And and so, you know, Danny would kind of ask that to me, like, hey, maybe can you uh maybe put some of uh, this in there? Can you put some of that in there? And they were like, Oh, okay, you can almost hear the knuckles cracking, like, okay. We're going to do this ah. now. You want us to put Easter eggs in there, or we will show you Easter eggs. <laughs> there are all the Easter eggs in that content, so we'll be fun. Oh, no, awesome. That is awesome. Oh my gosh, I can't not wait to see it. That's going to look amazing. <laughs> now, Dan, you did touch on about how immersive our kids' faces are on board, and of course, we have got some incredible things coming to the kids ages 3 to 12 in Disney's Ocean Air Club. They can really step into their favorite Disney worlds from Marvel Superhero Academy to Fairytale Hall, Star Wars, Cargo Bay, and there's even a one-of-a-kind opportunity for kids to discover the secrets of the world-renowned Disney Imagineers at the Walt Disney Imagineering Lab. Now, as you mentioned, um, uh, sometimes we get a little jealous, so maybe you could give us a few hits on what the kids might be able to get their hands on through those activities in this space. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll start by talking about um, the ride studio, which you see in this uh, 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 rendering here. There's a, um, as part of the Imagineering Lab, we have this workshop space, which has a lot of hands-on activities that I think Denise will talk 
to you about in just a second, but um, I wanted to create like uh, one of our one of our mock-up bays. What do they feel like? And so it's kind of like this more dark. I wouldn't say grungy, but kind of <laughs> <laughs> a little like you had like the, the chain link fence in there and the exposed lights, and uh, we don't actually have a ceiling either. So you actually see all the exposed pipes. It feels like we just went into this space and used it to test, play test a lot of our experiences, and that's what the experience I want. Our little kids to feel like, oh, okay, that's what it's like to be an Imagineer. We're in this like really dark, dingy space, but we're going to create some awesome stuff in here. We put the dollars in front of our guests. <laughs> I love it. That's a great secret they're getting. Um, so the ride studio is so cool. Um, every kid, when they enter the Oceaneer Club, they get an Oceaneer van. So uh, you actually get to um, tap in, and we can, uh, be, we're able to progress your story through the duration of the cruise. First time we've ever done anything like that before. And so in the ride studio, you actually get, your kids get to create uh, their own coasters based on Big Thunder Mountain, Matterhorn, and Space Mountain. So they get to create this crazy track of the wildest dreams and they get to sit in one of our play test vehicles and actually get to experience on a big screen, experience the rides that they've created. Um, and we've done some play tests and it is going to be so much fun. The kids just love being able to create a coaster and uh, you know, they get to, like in Big Thunder Mountain, they get to drop the goat with the dynamite wherever they want. So it's like this little place that pieces and things. Um, and the narrator will have that very distinct, you know, Disneyland, you know, like, welcome to the ride studio. I can't believe it. But that was good. That's actually really good. Maybe, maybe I can do it. Um, so it's just going to feel like very authentic experience, and we're, we're so excited for our young ones to be able to experience that. Mm -hmm. And the programming there, obviously, you know, we just love it when kids ask, how do they do that, right? Just spur the activity. So this will definitely be a makerspace where some of the uh, programming will feature some of the secrets behind, you know, behind the curtain of Imagineering, Pepper's Ghosts, uh, it could be a cooking class, it, it could just be kind of any of the uh, creative things that happen behind doors with Imagineering, it'll allow kids to experience what that's like. So we're very excited about this space. Uh, as Danny said, it's the chain link and all. It's gonna be very, very, it's gonna be fun for kids and really just tap into their imagination and let them be at the home telling their own story. Because I think that's what's so important about our kids' spaces. We want the kids to be the stars of their own stories. I love that, that is so wonderful. Thank you, thank you all so much for coming out this morning and sharing all of your insight into the designs of these incredibly immersive spaces. I know, I'm so excited to finally get to step on board the Disney Wish next year. And as a special treat for all of us, because I haven't seen it either, we would actually like to share a time-lapse video of the ship starting to come to life. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Crazy, it's gonna move fast, yeah. Magical. 
more and more with it. But for four years, you've been working on this project for yeah. four years. Yeah. You know, what was like? What was it like the first time that you went over to Germany and actually got to see it all this? Way? What, what did it feel like? First, well, I'll go first. First time I went to Germany, it was just a piece of paper on a desk, and we all stood around just trying to figure out what the best layout for the ship is. And we came up with ideas like doing a slide down to the kids' spaces from the Grand Hall. Like we thought, like, what's the best way to get around the ship? And, and we spent months and months working on that. That was the first time, um, you know, I, I went to the shipyard. Oh wow! Yeah. I came back to the project in, in two weeks after I started. I was already in Germany. And like Danny said at the beginning, it's a piece of paper with an outline of the ship and you work with blocks. It's the block of the GA, so you try to figure out where all the blocks and they're literally like blocks of color. And you start with that and then little by little, you know, on our mind, you know, working with all the designers, so you go through all the design milestones and you go back and forth with the shipyard because you do design and they overlay all the technical, then you develop the design and they continue doing technical until it all gets aligned. They tell you where, you know, uh, thankful units have to go and where there's denting and you have to kind of adjust things, but it was four years ago, I remember, when I was there, two weeks after I started, and it's just paper with cutter blocks. Oh, wow. And now we're picking out silverware, like it's kind of efficient from then to like, exactly. what is the best looking for for exactly. marble? Like, kind of and I love that, you know, you have to really think outside the box on this project in a lot of ways because, you know, unlike our theme parks where it's like, okay, this is the infrastructure that we need to have in place and we can just like throw all the show in there that we want to, at, on the ship, you know, every space has a weight limitation, right? Like, we can't put more than this weight of show set in there. Um, that's how much we're allotted, so we have to design within this box, right? So it's like thinking outside the box, designing in a box, right? So um, it's just been so cool to just kind of see how everyone sort of figured figured their way around, around those sort of limitations, yeah, and just kind of made it even more than we could have expected. Oh, and we did it all through the pandemic. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the building part, the building part of it, and it's literally the first piece of steel was cut when the pandemic already started. So all the design work and stuff happened, but the actual building of it has been probably the first ship that has ever been 100% built during a pandemic. So. Wow, wow, what an incredible achievement. I mean, that makes it clear to say there, there are some incredible partnerships really happening all over the world through the, the developing, the designing, you know, building of the Disney Wish, and we truly cannot wait for you all to get to experience the magic of the Disney Wish when she sets sail next summer. And I personally also can't wait to see what's in store for the rest of today with our presentation. <laughs> but just like all of you, first, I'm gonna take a little break. So thank you all so much for stepping on board the Disney Wish with us, and we'll see you back after the quick break. Thanks, everyone. Have a question, comment, rumor, or just want to say hi? Call 321-765-3252 to leave a voicemail, and we just might include it in a future episode. You can reach us via the comments section on the website, email at contact at disneycruiselineblog.com, Twitter at the DCL blog, and Facebook, facebook.com slash disneycruiselineblog.